0: This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the July edition of One Month to a Better Compliance Program. This month, we're going to focus on One Month to Better Internal Controls. This month's sponsor is Workiva, and first, I'd like to have a word from our sponsor. Thanks, Tom. Workiva delivers a modern internal control solution that connects risk and internal control information across the enterprise. The WS cloud platform is collaborative, powerful, and intuitive and optimizes documentation, testing, approval, and reporting processes. The platform is proven to increase productivity and drive better decision making and is used by more than 2,800 organizations worldwide for financial reporting and ICFR processes. To learn more, visit www.workheva.com. Over the next month, I'm going to explore several topics related to internal controls. We're going to take a look at what internal controls are and how they relate to a best practices compliance program. I'm going to help you understand how to design an internal controls regime for compliance and then some of the specific internal controls for the functional disciplines within a corporate compliance program. We're going to take a look at the COSO 2013 framework around internal controls and explain how that integrates into your Best Practices compliance program. I think it'll be a fascinating uh, month for you. We'll certainly uh, explore the area of eternal controls in depth. This podcast, One Month to a Better Compliance Program, is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 17, COSO's Objectives and Principles Control Activities. In the framework volume, COSO control activities are the actions established through policies and procedures that help ensure that management's directives to mitigate risk to the achievement of objectives are carried out. Control activities are performed at all levels of the entity, at various stages within the business process, and over the technological environment. They may be preventative or detective in nature and may encompass a range of manual and automated activities, such as authorizations and approvals, verifications, reconciliations, and business performance reviews. Segregation of duties is typically built into the selection and development of control activities. Where the segregation of duties is not practical, management selects and develops alternative control activities. This concept of a second set of eyes is directly enshrined in this objective. Finally, control activities should be performed at all levels in the business cycle, Within an organization, it speaks directly to the operationalization of your compliance program. The objective of control activities consists of three principles. Principle 10, selects and develops control activities. There is no silver bullet in selecting the right internal controls, yet when combined with your risk assessment, this principle points to an integration of your policies, procedures, and overall corporate responsibilities, which should be chosen sufficiently to reduce the risk of not achieving objectives to an acceptable level you could consider your relevant business processes evaluate your mix of control activities and then consider at what levels within your organization they are applied but you should begin an analysis of control activities with a list of controls and check off whether or not they are present rather controls should be assessed to the mi- risk which they are mitigated principle 11 selects and develop general controls over technology The framework volume recognizes the dependency between the use of technology in business processes and compliance control. The use of technology will only be greater and more important going forward. I would certainly expect the SEC to focus a company's use of technology in any evaluation of its overall compliance program. Therefore, under this principle, you will need to determine not only the the use of technology in your compliance-related internal controls, but also the use of technology in your overall business processes. To do so, you'll need to consider your technological infrastructure around compliance internal controls, security management of SAME, and the use of information to move forward to obtain and implement the most appropriate technology around your compliance internal controls. Principle 12, control activities established through policies and procedures. This principle should be the most familiar one to the compliance practitioner as it points to the establishments of policies and procedures to support deployment of your compliance regime. It also sets out the responsibility and accountability for executing policies and procedures, specifies and assures corrective action as required, and mandates periodic assessment. Interestingly, it also directs that there be competent personnel in place to do so. Responsibilities for control activities should be identified through policies and various procedures. Processes should be in place to ensure that all aspects are implemented and working. While the objective of control activities should be the most familiar to the CCO or compliance practitioner, this objective demonstrates the interrelatedness of the five COSO principles. It is your control environment and risk assessment which should lead you to this point. It is control activities' objective which lays the groundwork for a living, breathing compliance program going forward. This objective demonstrates the in- interrelatedness of the corporate functions in your organization. From a financial reporting perspective, Control Activities requires you to put in place accounting processes, revenue recognition tools, contract management systems, and other accounting sets with software to manage the process. This easily translates into the compliance realm as well. This puts your entire whole technology issue and portends an enormous amount of information provided by your company. If you're dealing with costs to acquire contracts, you may as well get that information in your accounting system, but you have never before had to get commission information and some of the other COSO elements. Such data will literally be scattered across the globe, so you'll need to have controls over both accumulation and attestation required in this right set of data. This is one of the many more challenging ways, and it's different than pulling a Band-Aid off at once and pulling it off slowly over a number of years. This requires two separate processes, so you'll need to be able to reconcile the two and then get the auditors and yourselves comfortable with the controls over the accumulation and reporting of this information. This will typically require a lot of changes to the IT system, the technologies involved, and it requires that controls be in place for both the disclosures you'll need to make and any reporting going forward. Under this objective, you're required to have new ways of capturing the information obtained in the controls, gathering the information obtained through the controls, confirming the accuracy and completeness of the information contained in the controls. When you select a control activity, what control activities do you need with disparate accounting systems literally across the globe? For getting into general controls over technology, what systems controls do you have to make sure the new information you're getting is accurate? The control activity regarding policies and procedures is also an important consideration for the compliance practitioner going forward. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, First of all, think of this objective control activities as requiring a second set of eyes. Second, segregation of duties is a basic control but it's also a key component of control activities. And finally, control activities should be performed at all levels in the business cycle within an organization, and this speaks as directly as any other control to the operationalization of your compliance program going forward. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed Day 17 of One Month to More Effective Internal Controls, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for Day 18. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of One Month to Better Internal Controls if you've listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate this podcast as it would help in our rankings. The word out about the only one-month podcast series, which enables you to design, implement, and enhance a better compliance program. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to contact me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you'll join us again tomorrow.